Hey, yo, and welcome to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I'm your host, Derek Malenzak, and this is episode 25 of the podcast. Episode 25, guys, that means we are in week 13 of the school semester, if you are following along with myself and the Rutgers school system. Hope to uh, have found you guys enjoying, having enjoyed your Thanksgiving. I certainly enjoyed mine. I spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time this year being thankful, but it makes it even um, more important when you are sort of reflecting back when you get towards the end of the year. And this time, starting with Thanksgiving and running through the end of the year with uh, New Year's really is that reflecting time for me and, and probably for a lot of y'all. y'all. So here we are. Let's get into it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have a full-length episode today just because I have a very focused thing that I want to talk about and, and not much else. So I want to talk about finals. It's week 15. Uh, for most of you, they have uh, 15 or 16-week semesters. Uh, you guys are, are really in the home stretch now. It means you've got three weeks left. And that means uh, I only have five podcasts left after today. That's sort of uh, exciting for me. Not that I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to miss podcasting and I'm probably going to start up uh, before the beginning of next semester so that I have a couple episodes built up and I don't stress recording the day of so much. Uh, give me time to prepare and, and put some more research and work into it. So I'm, I'm sort of, uh, you know, I'm not looking forward to leaving you guys, but I will be back in the spring. Uh, but I am looking forward to a little bit of a break uh, for all of the things that I've got going on, you know, my classes and whatnot. And that means you really have to kick it into high gear now to enjoy that time come uh, the holidays. So let's get into it. So it's week 13, and you, if you have this week, next week, and possibly the next week after that, tomorrow's December 1st. So this is when your weekly planning is really going to come in handy. I'm going to talk today about some of the extra steps you can take to address the seemingly insurmountable amount of work left to be done this semester. I'll probably focus a little bit more on online classes just because that's been on my mind recently, but I'm going to talk about in-person classes as well. So as a way to illustrate this, let me talk about my most recent grad school class experience. So I, uh, when I started in the program, when I started with the department in 2012 working, I decided, you know, this is too good of an opportunity to pass up. You know, going, being able to work in a university allows you the opportunity to essentially, you know, go to school for free. The way our school does is you have to you know, pay up front, and then assuming you get a passing grade, you will get reimbursed. And it's since even become easier. So I was determined to take advantage of this. Now, my degree program was sort of unique in that I had a master's in psychiatric rehabilitation, and I was interested in getting a, a PhD. So my, my path to that was certainly a lot shorter than to a lot of other PhDs, where I would have to start sort of a new track. And that was my passion anyway. So it was a natural fit for me to enroll back in the program that I was uh, teaching, uh, that I was working in to become a student. So I was accepted. <laughs> that would have been embarrassing, right? And I started up with a class called uh, Seminar in Psych Rehab, you know, doctoral seminar. 
and my class was all of two students. It was me and one other student, and I um, I enjoyed the class, but I definitely didn't do my homework, and I don't mean that I didn't do my homework for class. I mean I didn't do my homework on the class as to what to expect, so let me explain. The whole class was writing up this, you know, sort of leading up to writing this paper at the end, and I assumed that when I handed in the paper, that was it, right? And I would get my grade, and unfortunately, essentially 100% of the grade was on the paper was your grade for the class, but I had, you know, been working on this paper all along, so I, I certainly felt like I was in the right direction. Anyway, as luck would have it, I really ended up struggling that semester from a, a mental health standpoint. I'm talking about two, now three years ago. I was really struggling and going through some anxiety and some depression issues. They were seemingly um, situational related. You know, I was going through some, some tough time. Taking this class was a somatic stress, didn't help. And uh, I was not really up, I was not on the top of my game, let's, so to speak. And I really just had my mind on the end of this class. And I knew I had to get this paper out. And I knew I was actually going on vacation right after I left class. So I had everything, what I thought, set up. You know, I was going to turn in the paper and then be done with it. And I ended up talking with a colleague uh, a couple of weeks before, you know, the final paper was due and it was the end of class. And they were like, so how many times have you submitted it? And I was like, what do you mean? I, I'm, I'm about to submit it, you know, at the end of the semester. And, and they were like, uh, and you have such and such. And they asked me who my professor was and I told them. And they're like, oh, no. I take it you haven't taken a class, you know, at this level with this person. And I was like, no, this is my first class, you know, PhD class. And they're like, well, they're going to just keep giving you that paper back until they have it the way you, but the way they want it. And I was like, well, what does that mean? They're like, well, even if it's the end of the semester and they don't have it done the way they like, the way they, they like you to have it, they're just going to give you an incomplete and, and have you keep submitting it. And I was like, oh, wait, I don't want to do that. And it was my inability to have, you know, really done my homework on the class and on the teacher to, to know what to expect that I lacked it and, and I essentially failed. <laughs> so as a result, I sort of quickened my pace because there was no way I was handing in this paper repeatedly throughout my winter break when I had this deadline in my head of, you know, the middle of December or towards the end of December being done and being on vacation and not having to think about this shit anymore. So I submitted it and at that point I knew that I'd be getting it back and submitted it again and got it back again. And I think by the third or fourth time I submitted, I said, this is the final time I'm submitting this. I'm, I'll be happy with whatever grade or I'll, I'm, I'm accepting whatever grade you're going to give it at that point. And that was my sort of subtle point to my professor to be like, I don't want to keep writing this anymore. <laughs> And that happened right. Inevitably, I did get that third or fourth submission in right before my vacation. And he uh, he respected that and did not make me submit it again. And I ended up doing really well. Um, as I said, it was two or three years ago. So, you know, that being said, as, as I introduced it as my, my most recent grad school class experience, will tell you that um, I have not been back. But uh, maybe in the future, maybe coming up soon, I uh, will see myself back in grad school again. But it taught me my valuable lesson of I should have done my homework. So let's talk about some things that you can do at this point, um, practical strategies 
for this point, three, 13 weeks out of a 15-week class in, what can you do? Uh, what's left to be done? So the first thing you need to do is, is look at your syllabi. Look at all of the syllabus you have. Check off the things that you're completely done with and that you have grades on. And really do this. Uh, don't assume, oh, I, I'm pretty sure I got this on this grade. This is your chance to go back through, collect anything that you've gotten feedback on from your professor all in one place, and mark it off in your syllabus. If you had taken eight quizzes and you've gotten back seven of them and never got back that eighth quiz because maybe you were absent that day that, you, that they handed them back, follow up with your professor now and ask him for it or anything that you're waiting on a grade for even if you got the grade verbally and you just never saw the grade the reason why is this will avoid any last minute you know when you after you get the grade and it's been turned in surprises so that's it's so possible that you misheard the person or maybe you confused it with another grade if you heard something verbally so get the grade the other reason why it's important is if you lack that quiz you're going to want that quiz to study off of if you have a final in that same class so this is also your prompt to go through and request any study materials um, that because that's what those are you know um, graded quizzes are essentially become a study guide third reason that this is important is by now you should have a good idea of what your teacher wants not just from the syllabus but stylistically speaking and indirectly speaking you know it's very easy to tell what the directly what the professor wants from looking at the syllabus but now you've gotten his comments you've listened to him in class or her and you sort of know underneath you know behind the scenes reading between the lines what really makes them happy right so for me like my students know by now uh, spelling errors really piss me off ah oh, i was an english major and although i'm not in an english program now i do ex expect students at the you know associates and bachelors level to be able to spell and at the very least i expect them to be able to hit the spell check button on their word processing programs and if they can't do that oh it really does set them back in terms of how i view them <laughs> so i think by now most of my students have learned that and they say what let me click on that spell check button or you know what why is that little word underlined in microsoft word let me right click on that word and see what the freaking deal is right if you haven't there's a word to the wise if i have any of my students listening check your spelling all right so review your syllabus is the first thing to do and make sure that you've checked off everything that you've gotten back and that you know is done and you know you have a grade on that will leave you with the things that are remaining. Now, hopefully it's things that are have upcoming due dates and not things that have past due dates. But I understand you may have some things lingering that you didn't turn in. Use your natural resources. This is what I did not do when I just took that most recent grad class, grad school class that I talked about. I should have just talked to somebody that had taken the class and gotten an overview of what that paper, what doing that paper was really about. A couple of questions would have clued me in and although it didn't turn out to be a disaster it could have been and a simple discussion with uh you know a friend of mine or a colleague would have um, headed that off and made that not really a big deal so new, use your use your natural resources could be talking to students that have had the teacher in the past you may have done this back at, even before you signed up for the class right you know it's like oh i wonder what i should take hey was this class good yeah it was all right i'm going to take it too now is the time to circle back and be like, hey, you took this class, right? 
how'd you do? You did well in it. How was the final? Um, what was what was they look what were they looking for when when you had to submit this project? And it's your chance to pick their student's brain again. Um, there's also, you know, rate my professor and other sites where you can sort of get a review of the professor and you might be able to get some clues on what they what their uh, requirements are for end of year and what you can expect you know is the final going to be hell and i'm going to really need to dedicate hours and hours of studying every day or is it you know a puff piece and a lot of the recycled answers are from your quizzes you know in which case you don't need to allocate as many hours this kind of intel is super helpful when it comes time to deciding at the end of the year and you have three or four classes or even more what do i need to prioritize here after you have all of that, it's a good idea to kind of prepare a study outline. And this is going to be the things that you have left to tackle over the next three weeks, including your finals, including things that you need to make up that you may be late on. Um, so you could do one overall, and then also it'd be helpful to do one by class if there's a lot of things outstanding. A lot of people at this point have maybe just a final left, in which case that's very straightforward. You may not, you may be able to get away without having to do a study outline. Uh, if you know it's just like your final exam, non-cumulative, chapter six through 12, right? Okay, get down to business then. But for, you know, for my class, for instance, I have um, a major project left due in one of my classes and a final, and still people are posting to forums. This is an online class. Um, so they have multiple things due, and, and they're, they're worth multiple values and, and different due dates. So if you've been following up and doing your weekly reviews and really kind of sticking to the task management principles I had um, suggested earlier in the semester, you should be on top of this shit, right? It's like, okay, I'm on it. I know I got this left and this, and I have this scheduled to do here and this. Uh, that's great. I know that not everybody's there, though, and that's sort of why I'm talking about this today is, is, is if you're playing catch up, let's focus on what the important things to catch up on are. All right, uh, group work. So if you have group work uh, that you've been working on or that you have a group assignment left to do, definitely prioritize it, but up to a certain point. So one thing that I know bugs professors is complaints from students about other students and their lack of participation in groups, right? So I never like getting those emails, right? And it definitely... You know, it doesn't bias me in that I can't, you know, in certain ways you can. It depends on the project. Um, but if you're getting complaints from students, sometimes it's a reflection on, you know, their lack of progress. Sometimes it's on the quality of their work. Um, so they're either just not participating or their participation is really poor. And I don't, uh, it's hard for a teacher, teacher to get. It's because it's like, what can I do? You know, you're in a college setting, so... You're adults here. Uh, I don't want to be the parent, you know, as well as the teacher being like, you got to get on top of your group work. So it's up to you guys to sort of self-police. That's why I suggest prioritizing it because you're trying to minimize how much, if you're behind, uh, negative feedback is going to the professor. So it also tends to be fairly... Um, group work tends to count a lot is from my experience so if you have a project that's like a group project it's often due i mean it often counts for like you know 20 percent of your grade or more in some cases so that's another reason to prioritize it 
you know, I talked about in earlier podcasts when you when you look at the syllabus to, to kind of identify the things that are big assignments and, and put the priority towards them. Uh, with group work, especially if it's been incremental group work, things that you've had to turn in throughout the semester, um, now is not the time to be slacking on that. So try and prioritize. And if you've been behind with your group, just own up to it. Um, the best way that your group is going to respect you and you know not have bad things to say about you is if you, the, the sooner the, as possible, say to them, listen, I know I fucked up. I'm sorry. I had some problems. You don't want to hear about them now. What you want to hear from me is what I'm going to do to make it up to you guys. This is what I plan on doing, and I plan on doing it by this such and such a date. Don't make promises you can't keep, but try and make it up to them if you know that you are in the wrong here and you de- and they deserve it so own up to it you still have time but don't make promises you can't keep or then you're really going to fuck them up all right papers so a lot of people have these long ass papers that are due at this point it's not too late if you have a 10 or 15 page paper it's going to be too late in a couple of weeks. I know there's a million students out there that will can tell you they've written a 10-page paper the night before it's due, but it's never as good as it could be, and you stress yourself the fuck out in doing it. So don't do that this year, all right? If you started working on it, great. Pat on the back virtually from me right now. Um, but if you haven't, sit down plan out the steps, right? What are the steps? I got to figure out my topic. I got to do a bunch of research. Okay, I'm going I have some time at the library this upcoming Friday from 12 to 2. I'm doing research. I have to print up and read my research. You know, I got to write my outline. I got to write my first draft. You know, figure out each step of that major paper and then plot drop them into your calendar. Stick to those deadlines if you miss one. You know, you're basically setting yourself artificial deadlines at this point. And if you miss one, treat it as if it's a real deadline. Figure out the next artificial deadline that you're going to have it done and sacrifice something for it, right? Stay up late, get up early. Um, don't fall any further behind. Um, papers, again, like group work, are typically large chunks of an assignment. So if it's a 20% or more of your assignment, don't fucking get a zero, man. Um, that is, that's why I use the F-bomb there. It's really important. Um, even if you can hand in a piece of garbage and get a 50 on it, um, I can't tell you how much better it is than taking a zero. I could tell you in mathematical terms, right? If it's 20% of your grade, right, and you get a zero, that means the best you can do at that point is getting the remaining 80% of your grade, and at that point is a B if you get every single thing. And chances are if you got a zero on your paper, you're not getting every single other piece of credit. So, all right, let's say you hand in a piece of garbage and you get a 50. All right. At least you're getting 10 of those possible 20% of 20, 10 possible 20 points. You know, if you're talking about percentages, you're going to at least, you know, capture half of those points and you will, it will help you in the long run. So, if you uh, are really up shit's creek when it comes to writing a paper, um, don't really screw up by handing in nothing. All right, hand in something. Now, another way, uh, an alternative to handing in a piece of garbage is to negotiate with your professor. There's a couple of things you can negotiate with them. 
you can negotiate for an extension, right? Uh, I just need a couple more days. It's usually easier to get an extension in the middle of the semester than at the end of the semester because the teacher has time constraints of his own at the end of the semester. Your mass class might be, you know, the 18th of this this year, um, and their last possible day to submit grades might be the 20th or the 21st. Um, don't really get him or her too close up against that deadline because they have a lot of other students as well. So the time to negotiate uh, deadline extensions is in the middle of the semester. You know, you have something due November 1st, and it's like, oh, can I hand it in a couple of days? You're probably much more likely to get that extension albeit with maybe some points graded down. So know that going in, that it's not because they want to be dicks that they're saying, I can't give you an extension. It's because they can't get an extension, all right? So if you're going to negotiate, know that going in. And don't say, can I get an extension? Say, can I have another day? You know, suggest what kind of time frame you're looking for. That's going to go a long way in, in this professor being like, all right, I can, I can manage that. Or if it's like you're just asking for an open-ended extension and have no recommendations or suggestions in place, now it's going to be up to the professor to do that as well. They're going to be less likely to help you. Um, so you might be able to get an extension. You might be able to get an incomplete um, I wouldn't suggest it, but if, if it's an incomplete or a failure, hell yeah, take the incomplete. An incomplete means you're going to get some credit for that work provided you finish the rest of the work. And it does require you to sit down with your professor and sort of negotiate an individualized plan on when you're going to submit the balance of the work. Um, let me talk about quizzes. So quizzes are, are probably mini exams that happened over the course of the semester, which you probably won't be able to do much about if you missed. I know that's the case in my classes, right? If once the class has the answers, I'm not going to be handing out a quiz to somebody that missed it for whatever reason. So you're, you know, you're just going to have to deal with that. But get those quizzes that you missed. So and get the right answers of the ones you got wrong, right? So maybe you bombed a quiz, you got a 50 on it, right? Ah, that sucks. Maybe you can get it dropped. That'd be great. But don't let that that quiz screw you twice. In that you see the same questions pop up on the final, you never sought out the right answers. And now you're going to get them wrong a second time. Oh, I can't tell you how much that would piss me off. Don't let that be you, right? So go through those quizzes, even the ones that you screwed up, even the ones that you missed, get them, do them, get the right answers, because those should be part of your study guide for the final. With a final exam, find out exactly what it's going to cover, right? I can't tell you how many students of mine will be like, oh, the, I didn't realize this this exam wasn't cumulative. It's like, well, it was on the, the syllabus. You just wasted, you know, half of your study time studying chapters that weren't even going to be asked about. Um, so find out, is the final cumulative or non-cumulative? If it's non-cumulative, you're obviously going to only be focusing on the chapters that the final is going to encompass, which is going to be probably the second half of the course or anything since the midterm, if you've had a midterm. Um, find out exactly what type of final it's going to be. Multiple choice, essay, etc. Get as much info from the professor as they will give you, right? What's the breakdown? You know, how many points are going to be essay? How many points are going to be multiple choice? What is each multiple choice question going to be worth? Some, some professors will be annoyed at these questions uh, and will not want to give you the answers. 
but the more you can get, that's more intel on your side, right? Uh, I would not begrudge somebody for wanting to know this information. So that is some of my down and dirty tips on getting through the end of the semester. I hope you found it helpful. Uh, I tried to make it as practical as possible. I For this week, really your idea or your home exercise is to do an 80-20 analysis. And if you're unsure what that is, go back to episode 23 and also check out the show notes from that episode that have an how to do an 80-20 analysis link provided in them. Do an 80-20 analysis on your remaining school commitments. What is the most important 20% that is going to lead to 80% of the output? Dedicate time in the next week to those activities. There's always going to be something, one thing you can do that's going to make more of an impact than another thing. I find that so much of our time as students is we feel content when we're doing busy work. And you have to really think to yourself, is this work worth the percentage of a grade it's going to get me? And if not, it's time to start making the tough decisions. If you've been, you know, getting uh, backed up, um, now is not the time to be doing the busy work, right? Now is the time to be doing the most efficient work possible. So with that, hope you guys do uh, really well this week. Continue, uh, keep the nose to the grindstone. I will be back here on Thursday with another episode. Until then, peace.